The following sports presentation is a production of Blazers Broadcasting. Welcome to Trailblazers Courtside, presented by Pacific Power and Energy Trust of Oregon. Learn how you can make a difference and save at BeWatchSmart.com. Follow the show on social media on Twitter at hashtag TBCourtside. Good evening and welcome in to yet another edition of Trailblazers Courtside. An absolutely gorgeous summer day here in the Rose City. Got a little bit of NBA news to get to. A couple guests that'll join us. Welcome in, Jordan Ken, alongside Michael Holton. And Michael, how's the summer continuing to treat you, my good friend? The summer's been outstanding, Jordan. Been able to do a little traveling. Now I've been home for a while, doing a little socializing. Okay, I like it. I like it. You've been at a lot of Trailblazer events. We'll talk more about that later in the program. Let's take a look at the standard TV and appliance courtside tip off and see what's on deck. Good friend of the show, Jim Moran, Trailblazers assistant coach. He'll join us via telephone. We'll talk some summer league and kind of the calendar for the team at this time of year. And then Damian Lillard, comments from his summer basketball camp. Dame touching on his appearance in an upcoming movie, as well as his desire to stay in Portland long term. But Michael, let's take a look at the calendar because it feels like it's the first week since the NBA season started that you could exhale. Now that free agency has kind of calmed down, all the big transactions are done, Summer League is wrapped up. For the players, take me through what this time of year looks like for them when you look at their preparation in all phases as they get set for the season. Well, it, it's not uniform for players because players that are in their first and second year, some of them play summer league. Mm. So this might be a time they're shutting it down for a week to 10 days or two weeks before they gear back up. But for veteran players that probably did that right when the season ended, they're probably getting back in the gym now. They're starting to ramp up their off-season routine. And when you look at just the longevity of the season and the 82 games and playoffs, and especially for the Blazers going into the Western Conference Finals, how important is rest physically and mentally during the offseason? Well, it depends on if you were injured or not injured and depending on, on your load uh, management. How much did you play? How many minutes did you play? How many minutes do you expect to play? And I think players are, are really fascinating businesses now around what they surround themselves mm. with in terms of personal trainers, chefs, nutritionists information understanding the importance of their body mm -hmm. reading their body and taking care of it and you kind of divided players into two categories you have maybe some younger players that are still trying to get established in the league and find a regular rotation spot and find that consistency and then veterans that are obviously going to be part of the rotation whether they're a superstar or one of the first guys off the bench there is a difference let's look at that first group the group that hasn't quite established that consistency that they're looking for what is it about their improvement that they're trying to figure out? Are they going back and watching film from the season? Are they talking to coaches? Where does that big jump and improvement come from? I don't doubt that all of that is happening, mm -hmm. but when we look at these groups separately, I think the younger players want to play. Mm. Uh, and so they're probably more public in their training. They're down at UCLA playing pickup games with other pros. They really want to still see where they stand competitively uh, at the NBA level uh, among their peers. And not many veterans or fewer veterans want to do that in the offseason, want to put their game on public display uh, in pickup games. And so their training is a little more private. And then when you look at veteran players, I've oftentimes heard the phrase, they're trying to add another tool to their kit. What does that mean when you're looking at the length of a career for a veteran player and what they're trying to accomplish each offseason? You know, and that's where I think video comes in and reflection. 
on the season, what you did well, what you didn't do well. Uh, and oftentimes I think players look at others in the league that have a skill set that they want to uh, learn about, and they study other players. Uh, I mean, we've had people on courtside tell us that before, that Dame and CJ look at film of other guards in the league that have some tricks in their box that they want to learn. Well, last year, if you're looking at an example, Damian Lillard, when the Blazers, two seasons prior now at this point, they lose to the Pelicans in the first round of the playoffs. And there was conversations about Dame being able to extend his range, and that became something he was working on all season that really you saw come to fruition in the series-winning shot against Oklahoma City. So a lot of times it seems like what happens on the court during the season can impact what you're trying to add to your game. Oh, absolutely. And you go back to that series uh, when the Pelicans swept the Blazers and, and the Pelicans uh, employed a blitzing defense mm -hmm. and Dame saw something that he really hadn't seen as a pro. I mean, he'd seen double teams, but he hadn't seen a team sell out to double team him. So I'm sure Dame looked at that video, thought about what it felt like in real time, and made a decision to not let that happen again. And as we said earlier, the Blazers have wrapped up Summer League. And then in some other news, the FIBA World Cup, the rosters are still somewhat undecided based upon player decisions. Damian Lillard, a player that has a choice whether or not he wants to be a part of that FIBA World Cup team. And it comes to another decision for some veteran players and for a select few in the NBA. When you get to a World Cup year or an Olympic year, that decision to go represent your country and to play some more high-level basketball. It's a great opportunity, but it's a tough decision. Mm. I mean, when you start talking about the length of the NBA season and, and how much uh, a player that is a marquee player, a star player, or superstar player is relied upon to give, uh, and then you have the opportunity to represent your country, uh, a once-in-a-lifetime mm -hmm. opportunity, if you will. Yeah, it really is interesting as far as the decision you have to make because most of the players that are for consideration for these teams have had deep playoff runs as well too so it's not just the 82 games it's 82 plus 10 15 20 more games at a high level with high minute load as well too that you have to factor in if you're going to play this extra basketball so certainly a tough decision as you said as we continue to go through this month of the year as well too we mentioned nba news slows down does it amaze you that the NBA has been able to extend their presence for 10 months out of the year when you look at start of the regular season to the playoffs to summer league to the free agency as far as the popularity of the sport? <laughs> no, NBA basketball is fantastic. I mean, <laughs> I mean you look at, at what is happening this offseason. Mm -hmm. I mean, the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the NBA will look different next year hmm. when you look at marquee players changing uh, zip codes, if you will. Uh, and so fans are like excited, A, about the changes, but B, anxious about getting a preview. In other words, are teams, are players working out or are there workouts online? Can I see? Is it fair to say that this time of year also, at least from the outside world, and not that the players or teams really care much about this, but the national perspective on teams are somewhat formed at this time of year because you haven't seen these new groups of players play yet. All it is is... How do these teams look like on paper? Let's form the narrative about these teams, these players, these conferences, and now marinate on it for a couple months. Yeah, I think this is a difficult offseason for those that do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, because of the type of roster changes, you know, it's hard to look at the numbers and, mm -hmm. and put them together and, and predict how the chemistry is going to play out. 
I mean, Russell Westbrook and James Harden have played together before a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And James Harden wasn't the James Harden he <laughs> is today. Matter of fact, James Harden was coming off the bench behind Tabo Cephalosha. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give that to you guys because that's going to be a trivia question right. one day. <laughs> Who did James Harden play behind on Oklahoma City Thunder? All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll be joined by Trailblazers assistant coach Jim Moran. We'll talk more about the offseason with him as we continue along on this edition of Trailblazers Courtside. This is Damian Lillard of your Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers plate is a great way to show your pride on your ride. Rock some Rip City pride on your ride with an official Trailblazers Oregon license plate. Not only do they look awesome, they help local nonprofits fund important youth-oriented initiatives all over our great state through the Trailblazers Foundation. These plates are a great way to let them know wherever you go, you're rolling with Rip City. For details on how to order your Trailblazers Oregon license plates, head on over to OregonDMV.com today. When the sand gets hot, you gotta move fast, like a dog chasing a frisbee. Move just as fast to the Ford Hurry Up and Save Sales event. Because for the first time ever, you can get 20% estimated savings on select Ford vehicles, plus earn complimentary maintenance through Ford Pass Rewards. Don't let this hot deal on America's best-selling brand pass you by. Get into the Ford Hurry Up and Save Sales event. Based on 2010 through 2018 calendar year sales, Moda must be activated within 60 days of purchase through the Ford Pass app on a smartphone and remain active for at least six months after activation. Eligible on select 2019 model year vehicles, vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by four dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized four dealer stock by 9319. See participating dealer for complete details. For the Trailblazers, chasing the title starts with focused minds and relentless bodies. BioFreeze is scientifically proven to cool aches and pains so the Trailblazers can feel no limits. Fast acting, powerful pain relief. That's what BioFreeze is all about. So when the title is on the line and others ask, do you feel that pain? The Blazers say, feel no limits. Cool the pain with BioFreeze, the official pain reliever of the Trailblazers. Now available at all Fred Meyer locations. Saturday, August 17th, Veterans Memorial Coliseum with special guests, Dreamers, and Bikini Trill. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. 311 and Dirty Heads together live. Now back to Courtside, presented by Pacific Power and Energy Trust of Oregon on the Trailblazers Radio Network. Whether building teamwork skills, learning about healthy living, or training like the pros, Trailblazers Youth Basketball has a program your child will love. Learn about the Rip City Academy, presented by Nike, Trailblazers Hoops Camps, and more. Visit trailblazers.com slash youthbasketball now. Well, we are joined by a wonderful friend of the show, Trailblazers assistant coach Jim Moran. And Jim, I hear a little background music right there. I'm not quite sure where you're at. Can you fill us in on where you're calling in from right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm in uh, Hawaii, just uh, taking a little time off. I, I like the music in the background. <laughs> so what part of Hawaii are you at right now? Uh, Oahu. Oh, okay. Uh, have, have you been before? Yeah, yeah. Got okay. family out here, so it's 
It's nice. Okay, so Oahu near Honolulu. Have you been to Leonard's Malsadas yep. yet? Oh, absolutely. Not <laughs> yeah. on this trip. Not on this trip, but yes. I've stopped by there a couple times on the way home. Yeah, you know what's up right there. Now, I have to also ask you, how's fatherhood been treating you? It's been good. You know, it's uh, it's, it's gotten a little more enjoyable since the season ended. I've been around more, so that's been a kind of a, a blast. I'm on full-time dad status, I guess, would be the best way to put it. <laughs> When you look at your experience as a father right now, what's one thing that has maybe been a little bit easier than you anticipated and one thing that's been a little bit more difficult than you thought it would be? Uh, you know, I, I think you're flying blind for a while. Um, you know, the first couple of weeks are a little terrifying, but, you know, you kind of figure it out and, and it, I don't want to say it gets easier, but it gets, it definitely gets more of a routine. So you, I, feel, I feel like me personally, the, the terror kind of subsides a little bit but uh you know it's it's difficult it's just difficult the sleep deprivation and you know it's it's no joke you're up and and you're trying to function with not a lot of sleep and you start to think about all the all the days you just wasted when you see when you could have been getting some rest and you could have you could have accumulated those and used those as like a reserve power or something that would have been nice but you know oh well Last question on fatherhood, then I'll pass it off to Michael here because I know he wants to ask about the calendar for the team. Have you developed the dad forearm yet? What I mean is you get used to holding this baby at about <laughs> you know five to eight pounds initially, and as the baby gets heavier and you're holding it for longer and longer, you now just have this superhuman endurance in your forearm to hold a child. Have you developed that yet? Well, I've had the dad bod for about five <laughs> or six years now, so, <laughs> so the forearm, I figure, will just kind of come with time, but... You know, I'm well ahead of the curve on the dad bod, so hey, coach, before I'm going to catch up. It's nothing like having that life, that young life, that new life that's dependent, dependent on you 24-7, and I know you're standing uh, in the gap and, and developing your skill set. I want to ask you about the offseason uh, for the team in general. really don't want to ask about players specifically, but we're thinking about this time of year and, and, and different players some play pickup and, and, and gravitate to the high-level pickup games, whether they be on the East Coast or whether they be uh, down at UCLA. And then some players are, are more private or, or, or to themselves. Percentage-wise, what percentage of this team gravitates to pickup games and what percentage kind of does their own thing in the offseason? Uh, I think the majority of the guys do their own thing. Um, you know, they depending on where they are, you know, a lot of the, the pickup games seem to be like you, you had mentioned UCLA or there's some, some games in, in, uh, in New York. Um, so I, I think those guys, you know, if, if they're in those areas, they can kind of play pickup or find the gyms that have the runs going on uh, when they're home. But I would say the majority of guys, uh, just because they're traveling and their schedule, they want to see their family and they're vacationing and stuff. So, I would say a majority of guys really uh, probably do the private workout stuff. Um, you know, we're around all summer. Uh, we, Coach Stotts does a really good job. He makes sure that uh, we always have coaches um, available throughout the summer. We kind of rotate the weeks uh, that we're around. But, you know, our guys kind of pop in and pop out. And uh, when they're in town, they'll usually want to get into the gym and, and get a workout in. And, and that's why uh, – Coach makes sure that there's always someone available for them, uh, you know, when they when they show up. Because un unfortunately, you know, there's not a lot of advanced notice. It's usually a pop in, like, "Hey, where are you?" And 
you know, you're texting. <laughs> the summer, man, I don't live in the gym, but you know, we do, we do have it covered uh, for when guys are kind of show up and, and when they want to get working. You know, what's interesting coach, or at least I think it's interesting. You can tell us and, and help us understand it. How many of the Blazers are here in the off season versus other NBA teams? You know, when the season's over, guys just take off and don't see each other till training camp. But a lot of Blazers either live here year-round or they certainly spend a lot of time here. How much, uh, uh, I don't want to say easier does that make that, but talk about what that means for a franchise when you know the core of your team or the bulk of your roster is, is in town. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important. Um, guys get to kind of get in the gym and, and, and kind of see each other and, you know, it's not like like you just mentioned. You don't just leave and then come back, you know, four or five months later and, and, and just kind of try and pick up from there. Our guys are in and out of the gym. You know, it obviously helps when you got a guy like Dame that, that lives in, in Portland. And, and honestly, I, I think a lot of those guys that have been with the team for a while, they know how pretty it is in the summer in, in Oregon. And, and I think that, you know, they, they want to be around for that. The, the weather's great. You know, it's a lot of fun being around uh being around portland in the summer and, and you know guys will kind of shoot in and you know they'll they'll take their weekend trips or they'll get out of town for a couple of days but um you know they like coming back and they have access to the gym and, and we're at their disposal and and they you know our guys have always worked hard and had good summers and i think that that's where you know as the season goes on it's such a a, a lengthy and and tough schedule that you don't get a lot of time to kind of work on your game once the season starts so I think guys are aware of that and they understand the importance of putting the work in in the summer and you know there's no better place to do it than than at our practice facility and they get our full attention and and you know a lot of times it's just one or two guys and, and it's a bunch of coaches and and video guys and we're all there you know kind of helping so I think they appreciate that and that's why they kind of want to be around for it and Michael and I earlier were talking about two types of players. You've got the veteran players and their approach to the offseason when you look at how much volume they probably played during the regular season. But then you probably have some younger players that don't quite get the minutes load during the regular season that maybe approach the summer a different way. And where I'm going with this is you look at a player like Anthony Simons that has drawn a lot of attention this offseason. And I just want to know from your perspective, what did you recognize or what are your thoughts on his development from when he came into the door to what you've seen from him looking back at this last summer league experience you, you know I, I think he's he's grown a lot as a person and and as a player um me personally being around him a lot i think you know a kid that came from prep school um you know he's 19 18 19 years old when he when he gets here and he's you know it's hard if you're around you know grown men you're around 28 29 you know 30-year-old men who have been in this league a bunch of years and you know I think he was just trying to navigate the situation and, and just kind of take it all in and and just seeing him this summer you know as our starting point guard and and the conversations that we had had about you know being able to run a team and 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 be a leader and I think for me personally just kind of seeing him and and watching him find his voice and I know that He's around Dame a lot, and Dame has been an, an unbelievable mentor for him and, and a great voice for him. Um, it was kind of cool to see him, you know, figure that out uh, at Summer League, you know, where it's a similar situation. There are guys there on that team that, that had played in the league that were older than him, and, you know, he kind of had to 
had to manage all those personalities and it was unfortunate when he got hurt, but I thought he had some, you know, he had some really good games of trying to figure out when and where to get guys involved and when and where for him to, to be aggressive and look for his scoring. And I thought he did a really good job of that uh, at summer league. I was really happy for him. Yeah. Really exciting to see that. And you mentioned players taking that next step. Well, you somewhat took the next step. I want to congratulate you on your promotion to the bench. And what does that mean for you as far as your responsibilities, say, during the game now? Um, you know, I think I have to be careful when I choose to argue with the referees over calls because <laughs> I can't hide in the back. <laughs> I, can't, I can't kind of slouch down and duck behind Dale Osborne. But, um, uh, you know, coach is kind of uh, – given me the responsibility uh, offensively. Um, Nate and, and, and Dale Osborne are going to handle more of the defensive stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of exciting. Um, it's been great to kind of be around the group that we've had here. Uh, you know, we've had a great group of coaches, and, and everybody's unique in their own sense. And just kind of being around these guys every day and learning from Coach Dodds, it's, it's definitely an exciting opportunity for me. Um, you know, I'm really grateful for it. Uh, so just as far as my responsibility is going to be a lot of, you know, offensive stuff, trying to come up with fresh ideas for coach and, and, and different situations to kind of get our players in, um, you know, to give them the best chances to be successful. So, you know, it's, you don't just focus on one end. You know, we always talk about reference the NFL. Like if you're an offensive coordinator, you're probably not watching much defense and vice versa, but, you know, we have offensive and defensive coaches, but we're all pretty much doing the same thing out there when the game starts. So, you know, coach, speaking of that, you know, basketball being the fluid sport that it, that it is, there's a few things that we've kind of heard over the years that get tracked defensively, trying to get three stops in a row or trying to not allow mm -hmm. the ball to be reversed. What are a couple of the things offensively that during the course of the game you're trying to, to track or make sure that you do? Uh, you know, we always emphasize screening, um, you know, and, and most people think when you think about the screens, it's always big men. But, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for wings and guards to screen for each other. So we, we emphasize that a lot. Uh, getting the ball into the paint, um, you know, a lot of the numbers kind of show when, when you can get into the paint and the ball can get into the paint that it, it really uh, creates a lot of opportunities, whether it be for the for the person you know attacking to score or to draw the defense in and find shooters on the perimeter um you know we we track we'll talk about what we like to call blazer basketball which is unselfish play where we kind of move the ball make the extra pass pass up a good shot for a better shot um you know those are the things we kind of keep our eyes uh eyes open for so that when they do occur uh, and we get the opportunity to kind of watch video as a group. We can always reinforce that stuff and kind of, you know, give give acknowledgement to the guys um, and and you know, kind of stress that that they're doing they're doing the things they need to be doing offensively that are helping us, you know, create opportunities and 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 get good shots. Well, coach, thank you so much again for taking some time to join us. Go get some rest, enjoy a mai tai or two, and we'll catch up with you a little bit later when you get back to the mainland. I appreciate it, fellas. I look forward to getting back on set with you guys. That was a, that was a good time. <laughs> Anytime. we got an open seat for you. Jim Moran, Trailblazers assistant coach. Stick around. We'll have more Trailblazers courtside when we come back.
Hey fans, this is CJ McCollum of the Blazers, and it's time to gear up. Rip City is woven into the fabric of our culture. Wide for three. Yes, he hit. Get your official Blazers gear now at Rip City Clothing Company at Moda Center. Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And, of course, open for every home game. Or shop online 24-7 at ripcityclothing.co. We can all make Oregon thrive as neighbors and as members of our community. Starting with energy efficiency in our homes. With a few Pacific Power Watt Smart steps, like using smart thermostats and installing LED lights, you can improve comfort in your home while saving energy and money. To learn how you can help make a difference and how Pacific Power and Energy Trust of Oregon can help you save, go to BeWattSmart.com. What does it mean to be better? It's different for everyone. It comes in all sizes big and small, short and tall, young and younger. Better is a lofty leap or a baby step or every step and misstep in between. Better is a challenge to push more than yesterday, more than ever before. Perfectly unique, ever-evolving, at our own pace, one step at a time. Better is real, especially when we go there together. Be better. Moda Health. Mumford & Sons, Delta Tour 2019. The Grammy Award-winning band plays songs from their smash debut album, Sigh No More. The number one albums, Babel, Wilder Mind, and their new album, Delta. Celebrate summer with Mumford & Sons. August 5th, Moda Center. With special guest, Portugal the Man. Tickets on sale now at MumfordAndSons.com. Produced by Madison House Presents. We now continue with Trailblazers Courtside, presented by Pacific Power and Energy Trust of Oregon. Represent Rip City with a Trailblazers license plate now available at all Oregon DMV locations. Each order supports statewide youth initiatives through the Trailblazers Foundation. You'll be red hot and rolling with your new Blazers plates. Wonderful conversation with Jim Moran. And, you know, when you look at the basketball aspect, really like what he said about Blazer basketball, the unselfish play, make the extra pass. It reminds me of that one possession when the Blazers were on the road at Washington. And you remember where every single player passed it around the horn. Jake Lehman hits the three in the corner and just the epitome of that. And it was really cool to hear him talk about some of the things that the team looks for in offense. Yeah, because you want to praise the efforts that you want to see repeated. Uh, and when you have video sessions, oftentimes there's a tendency to think that they're just all negative things and negative plays, and that's quite not the case. You really want to highlight the things you want players to do more of, and sharing the ball and making the extra pass is certainly one of them. Obviously, fatherhood is a lot of fun for him as well, too, and he said he's got more time to spend being a father now that the season has stopped and slowed down. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, when you look back at fatherhood, and right now I'm in the first year of having my son. So i got to ask you, if you can remember what that first year was like, what was kind of your favorite stage of that first year when there's all that change that goes on? 
Man, it's a blur for me. I mean, <laughs> JK, I'm a grandfather now. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I should be asking you this question. You know, you change the diapers. <laughs> you know, just the concept or just the thought that you bring a life into the world mm. that is dependent upon you. Mm -hmm. That's what I remember. I just remember the 24-7 watching mm -hmm. my children because it felt like no two days were the same. You know, and, and, and for you probably, your, your first kid, you just walk in the room and just watch them sleep. Right. <laughs> well, it's really fun now because there's still so many firsts. So you take him swimming, it's the first time he's gone swimming. So it's like this great momentous experience and it's a great memory. Take him to the beach for the first time. First time his feet hit the sand and you're excited to see his reaction and everything. And so that makes it really fun. We're kind of out of the golden age, as I say, where they're responsive and cute and they respond to you, but they're not moving yet, meaning they haven't started crawling or anything. You can kind of set them in one place and they stay there. A little guy's moving around quite a bit now, Michael, so we have to keep our head on a swivel. He's stomping around, doing everything, but it's fun. You like to see how active and expressive that he's getting. I've said it to you before and I'll yep. say it to you again. <laughs> Enjoy each stage mm -hmm. because sometimes there's a tendency to, to start anticipating the next stage. Sure enjoy each stage because because when he starts walking and getting away that's something but when he starts telling you no or what he wants and speaking his mind you'll be like whoa <laughs> <laughs> so during the break we had a conversation when it came to food and something that i enlightened you on about the price to taste ratio and i'd like to explain that a little bit further obviously michael you can spend any kind of amount of money on food nowadays but you also have to look at how good it tastes and so Food that climbs to the top of my favorite list usually is stuff that is either unbelievably good, that there's no close competitor to how good it is, for example, or you look at how much it costs versus how good it tastes. Does that make sense at all? Have you ever been to a steakhouse where maybe the steak wasn't that good, but you kind of overpaid for it? That's a low price to taste ratio. Meanwhile, maybe there's a favorite pizza joint that you go to where it ain't that much for pizza, and that pizza really hits the spot. That's a high price to taste ratio. We like those. Yeah, so that's a lot to think about. It is a lot to digest, uh, when, when it, no pun when, intended. No, when it comes to calories. Right. Because <laughs> uh, I tend to think about how I feel and what I want to eat and hope that it's healthy. Okay. Uh, and at this point in my life, I don't really look at the price on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hide it, huh? Can't hide it. It must be nice. No, I'm kidding. I'm giving no, you no, a no, time. No, but now, having said that, yes. uh, I've got some places where the price to cost ratio, and, and we were talking about one tonight, sure. that are just favorites. Yes. And when I feel like that food, yes. that's what I'm saying. I'm driven more by how I feel. Totally fair. I would say the price to, co price to taste ratio isn't the driving force all the time, 100%. It's just an aspect of why you might choose someplace. But I agree. If you got a favorite spot that has something that just feels like it hits the spot in your craving, you got to go there. But see, my wife tries, my wife balances me perfectly sure. uh, in all areas, but this one in particular. Because I'm the guy that will keep watching the same movie and will keep eating the same food and will keep playing the same song, right? Okay, is there a food that you were reluctant to try that once you finally did, you realized, wow, I really like this? No. Uh, and there's a food that I need to start eating that I have never eaten. Okay. Tasted it once okay. as a kid, and something's telling me I need to go back and give it a second chance. And we'll find out after the. No, I think you can tell us now. What is that? Beets. Beets. Beet. I have not had a. You haven't had a beet before? As an adult, I had a beet like as a kid. Okay. And the experience just was so I'm never having that again. 
<laughs> I probably like beets. I'm yeah. probably denying myself something yeah. that I would enjoy. They're not bad. I think you can go find them in a variety of places. For me, it was sushi. At first, it just did not sound good at all. Raw fish. Anytime you hear raw meat, you're like, mm, not so sure. But I've grown to really enjoy it and to try more things. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to go and just grab an octopus tentacle and start gnawing on that thing. But it really opened the door to trying a lot of new, great, delicious things. And I'm glad I did that. So you're wor you're world traveling. You're, I, I try know, to be. I, I don't know if you every went, once in a while. Did you go to China? This I went summer? to Tokyo. You went to Tokyo. Yes. So in my travels, I remember, and I, I believe it was in China, okay. uh, some years ago, where the uh, exotic restaurants yes. or high-end restaurants sure. or however you want to refer to it, the food was live. Oh. I mean, it was like in cages around okay. the restaurant. Okay. And you got a menu, and when you ordered, the, they went and got it and showed it to you. No, they didn't. And went in the back and brought. Did not work for me. Oh no, I, it, that wouldn't work <laughs> for me either. For me. I even struggled with like the whole lobster thing, going to the tank, and I, I've never ordered lobster or anything. It just would be hard for me to be like. So you, so you had a hard time being at my grandmother's house, <laughs> and you had to go get the chicken out of the yard. <laughs> yeah, I would. That have, became but, dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dog Grandma Holden, I'm not going to be able to make it over. All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll hear from Damian Lillard and his update to what he's been up to this summer as Trailblazers courtside continues. This is Damian Lillard of your Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers plate is a great way to show your pride on your ride. Rock some Rip City pride on your ride with an official Trailblazers Oregon license plate. Not only do they look awesome, they help local nonprofits fund important youth-oriented initiatives all over our great state through the Trailblazers Foundation. These plates are a great way to let them know wherever you go, you're rolling with Rip City. For details on how to order your Trailblazers Oregon license plates, head on over to OregonDMV.com today. Did you know that one in eight Americans struggle with hunger? Yet more than 40% of the food we produce is thrown out. At Fred Meyer, we know we can do something about this. We're donating more food to local food banks through our partnership with Feeding America. And we're working with World Wildlife Fund to end food waste. But we can't do it alone. And we hope you'll join us in creating a world with zero hunger and zero waste. Visit thekrogerco.com to learn how you can help. You rise, you shine, you learn, you create. As parents, as business owners, as healthcare workers, as teachers. You inspire all of us at Pacific Power to deliver the most reliable and sustainable energy possible. So keep going, keep building our future, keep pushing ideas, because we are here for you. Every new solution we create is to power your greatness. Learn how Pacific Power can help you at poweringgreatness.com. Introducing everyone's favorite for Rookie of the Year, the Blazers Rewards World MasterCard from First Tech, the official credit union of the Trail Blazers. This powerful new player from First Tech is the only card that scores you special discounts at Rip City Clothing, exclusive offers from the Trail Blazers, and rewards points redeemable for travel, merchandise, charitable donations, gift cards, and cash, along with great rates and no annual fee. To find out more about what this rookie can do, go to firsttechfed.com slash ripcity. Oh, wow. Disturbed, the Evolution Tour. Saturday, August 3rd. Are you ready? Moda Center. Get up, get up. New album, Evolution. Get out, get up. Special guest. In this moment. Disturbed, live. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Now, 
back to Courtside, presented by Pacific Power and Energy Trust of Oregon on the Trailblazers Radio Network. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the year-long salute to Rip City when the Trailblazers celebrate their 50th anniversary season this year. Visit trailblazers.com 50 and sign up to receive information on all the festivities surrounding this milestone anniversary presented by Toyota and Spirit Mountain. Don't miss out. Visit trailblazers.com 50 now. Jordan Ken alongside Michael Holton. Been a great addition of Trailblazers courtside. We heard from Trailblazers assistant coach Jim Moran. Now let's take a moment to hear from Damian Lillard. We had a chance to catch up with him. He was at his recent annual basketball camp and talk more about movie premieres here soon and also why he chose to stay in Portland long term. Pretty much bringing in a whole new team. Um, different types of people you know everybody's been like what about this guy and he's this and he's that so it'll be it'll be interesting you know I'm excited to, to see what it's gonna be how long will it take you think for everybody to come together as far as actually meeting up or coming together and being able to work together I mean you never know I think uh, we always reach out to guys and try to get them in town early um, early September so we can at least start training together getting to know each other better and playing pickup, learning each other, um, just being on the floor, being in the weight room, being around. And um, then when camp starts, it's like it's not brand new. You know, we know each other. We know what to call people. You're not calling them by their full name. You know what they like to be called, stuff like that. And then from there, it just happens. You know, you, just, you can't force it. You just got to let it happen. Why did you want to stay in Portland for the rest of your career? I mean, it's it's been a huge investment, um, not just on the floor, but everything that I do. You know, off the court, a lot of people I've met and um, have kind of gone up this path with um, a lot of time spent. Um, I'm committed to that. So the same thing with the team has been a lot of time invested, a lot of you know hard work, a lot of um, losses, um, just a lot of stuff that I've been a part of. And I, I want to finish the job and you know, I want to be here. Uh, for my career so I can make sure that I finish the things that I started. And after playing basketball your whole life, uh, what is it about the game that still drives you? Because it's just always something else. Um, I think for me, I've had a lot of accomplishments, high school, um, college, even in the NBA, but um, like the the ultimate goal is to, to win it all, to win the championship. Um, as a team, as an individual, you want to be MVP. So um, I think that's an easy question. You know, I haven't been either one of those, a champion or MVP. So um, it's a lot that I still got to play for, a lot that, you know, keeps me going. Damon, talk about being a busy summer. So how's the Space Jam shooting going? Uh, that was different. When we did that, I was like, <laughs> y'all know I've, I've always had a baby face. So this season I grew a beard out. It took me like six months to grow it. I show up on the set, they make me shave it off for the animation. <laughs> so that's why I look like this now. So I, it was bare face for the animation, 15-hour uh, days. I mean, showing up on the set at 6 a.m., leaving at 9 p.m. So it was it was long, you know. So I'm not going to say it was fun. Eventually it was fun. Um, and now I'm, I'm happy I did it, you know, knowing that I was a part of something like that. Um, you know, I think it's going to be great. Your, what's your, your role in it is? Or obviously you're, you're a player, but... <laughs> Can't really say. <laughs> no, no generality. It's significant. It's significant. Yeah. Hey, Dame, how it's do not you, a cameo, I can tell you that. How do you feel just in general about the roster and the depth and, and everything? Um, I feel pretty good. Uh, I think uh, myself, CJ, um, Nurk will be healthy at some point this season. 
um, Hassan, Baysmore, bringing Hood back, Zach. You know, I'm excited about Zach and Ann. I think, you know, these guys have a, a huge summer in front of them. I think if they can have big summers and come back, they can really, you know, have an impact on our team. They can really be um, what can make us take that next step, you know, especially with what we've added. You know, I think even though we lost a lot of guys, I think we've, we've picked up some, some really good talent, you know, guys that can do things that we haven't had. So I'm excited about it. What'd you think really about, I'm sorry, what did you think about Westbrook going to uh, Houston? I mean, Paul George was traded. Um, then I think um, Grant got traded to Denver. You know, once I started to see like real pieces of the team started to get moved around, I figured um, either he was next and they were starting over or he was going to tell them, you know, I didn't, I don't want to be a part of a complete rebuild. So uh, I'm not going to say I was surprised, but I didn't, I didn't expect him to go to Houston. My role in that? Hey, man. <laughs> I just do my job and, and go home, man. <laughs> have nothing to do with that. <laughs> do you feel like the West is as wide open as it's been, you know, in recent years? Um, I mean, I've, I've heard a few people say that just because, you know, KD left and, you know, Clay suffered a, a tough injury. So people know they won't be the same team. So they think, you know, it's wide open, but it's still – the West is still super competitive. I mean, everybody has firepower. Mm -hmm. You know, at first it was like everybody was calling the Clippers a tough team and they play hard, and now they got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And now Anthony Davis plays for the Lakers. And New Orleans has all this young talent that's going to be able to compete. You know, I don't think people are giving them enough credit. And then Utah picked up all these guys. So it might look more balanced, but it's, it's might, it probably got tougher you know, to, to win in the West because every team is good now. Sacramento is a year older. Phoenix is a year older. Well, you look at Damian Lillard talking about the landscape of the Western Conference. It'll be fun to see how that plays out this year. I got to ask you, did you see the original Space Jam, though, with Michael Jordan? I did. Fantastic movie. I, I think I believe to this day it's the highest growing basketball movie ever. So Space Jam 2, that'll be exciting. Damian Lillard saying he has a significant role in that as well too. But going back to our conversation about the schedule for the team for the year, I thought it was interesting. Dame says that they try to get everybody together back in early September so that when they go into training camp, it's not like everything's so new. They get a chance to really get a chance to know each other during those first couple early weeks of September. It's a significant thing that Damian Lillard's leadership is year-round. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of teams have superstars that lead from when camp starts or lead when the lights and camera are on and tickets get torn and the popcorn is popped. Mm. But Damian Lillard is in the DNA of this organization and team. And that, that's why I, I love his annual State of the Union at his basketball yeah. camp when he, 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 he winds the lens sure. and talks about more things than, than what's just right in front of him or the organization basketball-wise. And when he unpacked how they assemble as a family and when they do mm -hmm. and why they do, uh, that's unique. That's not every team in the NBA. Dame also saying that he still has plenty to play for, and that's what he loves about basketball, looking for an NBA championship, looking for an MVP award as an ultimate competitor. Those are things that you want to get someday. And what's interesting, too, is you look at loyalty in the NBA. Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, really the only two top premier point guards that have stayed with the same team. Westbrook, Chris Paul, Kyrie, Kemba, they've all changed teams. So Damian Lillard staying close to home. Stick around when we come back. We'll wrap up this edition of Trailblazers Courtside as we continue to move along. 
You're listening to Trailblazers Courtside, presented by Pacific Power and Energy Trust of Oregon. Learn how you can make a difference and save at BeWhatSmart.com. Hey, fans, this is C.J. McCollum of the Blazers, and it's time to gear up. Rip City is woven into the fabric of our culture. Wide for three. Yes, he hit. Wide flexor for three. Rip City, baby. Get your official Blazers gear now at Rip City Clothing Company at Moda Center. Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And, of course, open for every home game. Or shop online 24-7 at ripcityclothing.co. We can all make Oregon thrive as neighbors and as members of our community. Starting with energy efficiency in our homes. With a few Pacific Power Watt Smart steps, like using smart thermostats and installing LED lights, you can improve comfort in your home while saving energy and money. To learn how you can help make a difference and how Pacific Power and Energy Trust of Oregon can help you save, go to BeWattSmart.com. For the Trailblazers, chasing the title starts with focused minds and relentless bodies. BioFreeze is scientifically proven to cool aches and pains so the Trailblazers can feel no limits. Fast acting, powerful pain relief. That's what BioFreeze is all about. So when the title is on the line and others ask, do you feel that pain? The Blazers say, feel no limits. Cool the pain with BioFreeze, the official pain reliever of the Trailblazers. Now available at all local retail locations. Hey, Portland. If you want to stay healthy, we're making it easy for you. We're putting the power of choice and information in your hands. We've built an app that helps you find a farmer's market, running group, or yoga class, and is powered with unique data to check wait times at urgent care or discover what's going around in your neighborhood. The Stay Healthy app shows you where the flu is popping up or where pollen counts are high. Click now to download the Stay Healthy app, available and free now in the iTunes Store. Tour named Death. September 16th, Theater of the Clouds at Moda Center. The hottest party at the end of the world with nothing more. Ghost. Tickets on sale now at the venue box office or online at Ticketmaster.com. The ritual awaits. Ghost. Live. Now, back to Courtside, presented by Pacific Power and Energy Trust of Oregon on the Trailblazers Radio Network. Stay connected to everything Rip City on the Trailblazers mobile app. Check out the latest info on the team and events at the Rose Quarter. Visit the App Store to download today. Jordan Ken alongside Michael Holton. And Michael, we got to give major props to one member of our broadcast team. Did you hear about the great news with Lamar Hurd over the past week? I did. The board of trustees at the great Oregon State University. So Lamar, golf clap to you. Very well represented. They've selected a wonderful candidate for that. So congratulations to Lamar. He is a modern day renaissance man. Just so good all across the board at so many things. Yeah, he's the youngest old dude I know. <laughs> I mean, some of these positions in post. I, I assume that's a compliment <laughs> right there. No, no, it is. It means that he's mature beyond okay. his years, okay. and he's asked to do things and weigh in on things. Because I didn't know that he was a part of the previous two coaching searches for uh, Wayne Tinkle and for Craig Robinson. They love Lamar Hurd and Corvallis, and very well deserved, as we always said. So, Lamar, congratulations. Excited to see the great work that you continue to do in this state. And you have a birthday coming up as well, too. Is that true, Michael? Uh, in August, early in, in August. Okay, so we got some time. Early I'm, I'm, in August. I'm, well, it's a, 
we'll talk about it more next week when it's our final show before our summer break here. But we do want to talk about the Rip City 3-on-3 basketball tournament. Registration is closed, but that doesn't mean you can't join in on the festivities. It's a free event going on at the Rose Quarter Campus, Michael, so you can bring your family and friends down to watch some of Portland's best basketball players battle it out on the asphalt or center court and very 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 competitive games if you get a chance to check it out for sure it's a free event for people of all ages and they've got shooting contests nike basketball clinics and a slam dunk contest that will take place on sunday so you don't want to miss any of that when you look at three on three basketball coach holton what would be your primary strategy if you got a three on three team here take me through what kind of offense you're trying to run that's interesting first of all i hope i have somebody that can post up yep uh, because if you spread out and space the floor, you can't help. So I want a guy that can just, you know, play the uh, uh, uh in the low post. To me, that's the biggest advantage in three-on-three three, Okay, is to collapse the defense with post play. Because also, if you have the tallest player on the court, the offensive rebounding can get out of control as well, too. Yeah, and nobody will pressure the ball or the passer well enough in three-on-three three to keep it from going into the Nobody post. wants to play defense in three-on-three, three, let's be honest here. Now, when you would play three-on-three, three, it's typically call your own fouls. How judicious were you in calling fouls if you're going to the hoop and maybe you had an overly aggressive defender? I wasn't, I wasn't a big foul caller in situations like that, uh, quite frankly, because I had that beat-you-down offensive game mm. where, you know, if I, as long as I could stay on balance... I could get you off me in a way that you wouldn't be excited about fouling me again. See, I would only call fouls when I miss shots. I thought that's what no, everybody else no, see, <laughs> see, you got that Magic Johnson 3-on-3 no, no. game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing, but it's a really fun event. You want to make sure you go check it out. And, you know, we get a chance to partake in a lot of fun events. And I believe you did something with Fred Meyer the other day. Is that true as far as yeah, the, the Green, green Days event? Day. Yeah, tell yes, me more about that. It's the second time I've done it, mm -hmm. and it is fascinating. And I don't know why I don't remember to bring my recyclables to Green Day. <laughs> I, I, you know, I get there and it's just fascinating that there's there's styrofoam recycling mm -hmm. and plastic bag recycling and electronic recycling and, and all of these things that I don't even really stop and think about mm -hmm. uh, how they impact the earth. But when I see people pulling up and bringing them, like, you know, people pulling up styrofoam that's been in their garage for a year and a half. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going through the same thing right now. So I'm cleaning my garage because I want to try and get it clean before the fall gets here. And you have all the fun stuff that comes with the seasons and everything. But there is styrofoam there. And I'm just like, I got to do something with this here. I feel bad. I can't throw this in the garbage here. I need to be more responsible than that. And so trying to get the garage cleaned and organized right now. What's the current state of your garage if you had to give it an honest assessment? There's no vehicles parking in it. Uh, <laughs> We moved four or five months ago, and we have not got to the garage. So that's not a real comfortable topic at my house right now. Well, we're in, the, we're in the same place because, you know, in order to kind of organize things, you have to make a mess first when you're cleaning the garage. you got to get everything out, everything down, get in the piles, sort it out and everything. And so, yeah, we're in the driveway because it's good weather right now, so it's not too bad having to go out to the car for the, the most part. The difference in you and me, though, is that I don't have a plan or a strategy oh, no. to address yeah. it you before have to have the winter. One. You have to have one. So... What I like to do here, Michael, and just feel free to take this advice, you got to have like a keep pile, a donate pile, recyclable pile, and then a under review pile, meaning if there's something that doesn't belong to me, I need someone to review that before I can make a decision. You get those piles, you can get a good little system going, and you have to do it in stages. You can't 
bite off more steak than you can chew, as I like to say. You got to treat it like a multi-week process for the most part. See, the under-review pile, you, you just saved a day for me. Mm -hmm. I can now <laughs> I can now take action. You can't put everything in the <laughs> no, under-review no, no, pile, no, Michael. I, no, I needed to know that because where my wife and I's communication about this has the tendency to break down mm -hmm. is that I like to just hire a trash bin and throw everything no, in No, 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 no. You got to do an under-review because you just never know if there's that one random box that has that one trinket that you might look for during Christmas or something like that. And so okay. the under review pile is very, very important. It's kind of like, well, I'm a bit big advocate for a junk drawer here or there in the house because you just need a place for miscellaneous stuff. You can't spend all your time sorting every little trinket for the most part. It's gotta have a home. And so that's the under review pile or the junk drawer, as I like to say. Yeah, and we, I've never had a garage sale in my life. Okay. But I think we need to have a garage sale. You might as well, because you never know what you're going to get from that. You could get something that helps you get a different price-to-taste value food if you want to. And the reason I think that we may need to have one is because we now have a lot of things that aren't trash or junk. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I may go to Goodwill, but I, I think they may have some unique value well, to somebody well, what else. What I was thinking, too, was... Um, if I do a garage sale, there's not a huge market for 6'4 with a size 14 shoe. So I don't know how much is really going to get sold during a garage sale for the most part. But see, that's why we probably need to do it because we don't know. There might be a group of people that are looking for that and can't find it at garage sales. I know people looking for 14s. Mm. So I would come to your garage sale. You would? Yes. Okay. So why don't I'll I give, just, give you a friends and family? Why, why, don't, why don't I come to the pre sale? <laughs> pre sale. <laughs> hey, man, I got this. Yeah, it's, it's so anyway, we're going through the garage cleaning, trying to get ready for the fall and all that good stuff. And, and you know, now we've got baby clothes that you kind of have to hang on to in case you have another one and you want to recycle some of that stuff. So you're doing that. What we're doing, he's growing so fast. Like he, and you're holding them for the next well, You one. might as well, right? I mean, it's it's going to work for the next little squirt. Why not? Did, little, little squirt? Well, no, a little guy. Like, <laughs> okay. You know, whatever, no, got, you know got, whatever got, it is. Yeah. I got you. Now, I don't know if we saved baby clothes for the next kid. No, we, we saved some. And there's a couple things that you definitely want to, like, hang on to that you remember, especially when he was a youngster. But don't get me wrong. We do donate or okay. offer a good okay. amount of things because right. you just don't want to be overloaded with that stuff. So, anyway, that's been our organizational <laughs> segment of Trailblazers Courtside. Hopefully that helps you out with your summer cleaning as you prepare for the fall. Big thank you to our Courtside producer, Rich Patterson, TV coordinator, Michael Serrano, cameraman Brandon Pettit and engineer extraordinaire Bruce Williams. We'll have one more episode of Trailblazers Courtside before we take our summer break. You can catch us next week at 6 p.m. Big thank you once again to assistant coach Jim Moran for joining us from the phone in Hawaii. Excited for him. As always, keep it tuned here. We'll give you all your Blazers news each week as we get set to bring you one more edition, as we said before our summer break. Until then, enjoy the rest of the beautiful sunshine out there, and we'll see you guys next time. been listening to Trailblazers Courtside presented by Pacific Power and Energy Trust of Oregon. Learn how you can make a difference and save at BeWhatSmart.com. This has been a Blazers Broadcasting Sports Presentation.